up, Cougar Nation? This is Tyler Batty. Tyler Batty again. Tyler Batty comes in the game and right off the edge, just a three-man rush. Welcome on in to the Cougar Tracks podcast. I am your BYU insider, Mitch Harper, for kslsports.com. It's your favorite Cougar Tracks episode every week, the edition with BYU football captain Tyler Batty. Tyler, how are you doing? Doing great, Mitch. Thanks for having me, per usual. Another week. Uh, it, they're just racking up. They're, it's flying by. The season took forever to get here, but now it's uh, already into week three. We will get to that Arkansas game a little bit later. We'll recap the Southern Utah game as well. But I do got to get to some quite the accomplishment, I think, for you uh, on a personal level. You were named one of 11 players named to the Good Works team by Allstate. Pretty cool honor. Again, only 11 players get this recognition, and that's, you know, a lot of it's focused on off the field, your work that you've put together. What did it mean to you to get that recognition with the Good Works team? Yeah, it was it, it was really cool. Um, it wasn't something that I was necessarily expecting or, uh, you know, campaigning for, if you will. Um, you know, I definitely have had some some off the field uh, endeavors, you know, uh, with my nonprofit and some other stuff. But it wasn't uh, anything I was really aware of until I was nominated, uh, and then to make the team. Yeah, it was a huge honor. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. It was a huge honor uh, to be named to that team. And so it was super, super. It's been a cool experience. I know there's going to be some stuff coming up for that uh, throughout the season that I'm super excited for as well. Some of the other players for fans that maybe weren't aware on the tw- 2023 All-State Good Works team, of course, yourself, Will Shipley from Clemson, Xavier McDonald from Navy, uh, Jemayan Franklin from Duke, Makai Wingo from LSU, some notable names. Also, another uh, Big 12 player, Ethan Downs, defensive end from Oklahoma. So, again, congrats on that. That's it's pretty impressive because, you know, there's always – Kalani's talked about it in the past, but there always is more more to life than football. I know we, we talk and get deep into the weeds about football, and that's – one of the big reasons you're at BYU, but ultimately, you know, when the playing days are over, uh, you want to be a good person too, and definitely doing your best to to provide to those in need and helping your community. Yeah, ab- absolutely. That you know, that's been the uh, we we try right in the in the spare time that we do have. Um, yeah, that's that's exactly what we've tried to do. How uh, how often did you maybe have service projects or or you know, time to have some community service this off season or, or during this year, has there been times for you to carve that out and, and, and do and give back to those uh, in need? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I'd probably say, you know, once a month at least, um, besides, uh, you know, besides Edward's hands, right. That's, that's our equine therapy nonprofit. Um, last summer I spent some time with, uh, kids on the move, um, they're uh, uh, pretty much an autism therapy clinic, if you will. Um, that's what they do. They really focus in on it, um, diagnosing and treating it from a young age. Uh, they've got some really, they've got some really cool things. So, uh, for those of you who haven't heard about Kids on the Move, um, look into that, and also look into Edward Tans as well. Um, we do free equine therapy. Uh, this off season, I also got to work at uh, Tabitha's Way. Um, 
you know, just at, at some different, uh, some different um, soup kitchens, et cetera, things of that nature, which uh, was really cool as well. So I would say, you know, maybe once a month um, an organized, if you will, service project, something like that uh, with Edward's hands, that's kind of all the time. You know, it's something we're we're continuous continuously doing and and taking care of taking rides weekly and just kind of managing that day to day. So, is there any way that BYU fans can help or give back to Edwards' hands and help your efforts? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we have a, you know, I think actually we even talked about you doing a write up on it last uh, last season, Mitch, and it's just life. Life uh, gets busy, but um. Yeah, we have uh, we have uh, a website, so edwardshands.org. Um, so for all the fans listening, if you guys uh, are interested in, in supporting, volunteering, um, whether it's time or money or anything else, contributing in that way, uh, reach out, go to edwardshands.org, uh, check, check our, our webpage out, um, and uh, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Well, again, congrats on that nomination or that, that recognition. Uh, on the Good Works team, uh, being one of 11 players in college football, to get that recognition, it's pretty cool. So again, congrats to you on that, Tyler. Let's let's get to on the field though, and and uh, we always break it down here on Cougar Tracks every single week. And last week, you guys faced Southern Utah, 41 to 16 win, two and zero on the season, fourth consecutive year. BYU goes two and zero. You only know fast starts in this BYU program since you've been here in 2020. You guys always get off to quick starts on the season. What was your assessment or takeaway from how the defense performed in that game against SUU? Yeah, um, honestly, it was a little, you know, it was a little, you know, maybe maybe disappointing, I think, I think is honestly the right word, um, after having a shutout against Sam Houston the week before. Uh, and so, and so for us as a defense, you know, I think we, um, didn't perform to our standard, uh, really. And so that's always, that's always tough when you, when you know, you can, you can play better. Um, and so you just kind of, you know, once the game's over, you go back, you review the film, you look at what you can improve on. And then of course this week, uh, you know, we try to try to implement that in practice and, and try to fix any errors that were made during the game. So. How upset, if at all, was Jay Hill with maybe the second half? Because there were, and I bring up the second half because there were some drives where SUU picked up some third downs, extended drives, had six, seven, eight play drives. Was he? What was his mood? Did he seem a little more upset compared to this performance <laughs> from from week one, which was a shutout? Yeah, and understandably so. Right, uh, we gave up a lot of. We gave up a lot of third and longs uh, that they, you know the SU converted on. Um, most of that was us shooting ourselves in the foot, right? Uh, out of position, not making a play, uh, whatever, not getting enough pressure on the quarterback. So, th- right, that's 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 frustrating. Good news is that is something we can fix, you know. And so, and that's always the focus is, yeah, you know. Jay has set the standard of, you know, we want to, we want a really good defense that, that, you know, plays tough physical football. Um, and we always want to play to that, to that level, you know, as a bare minimum. And so, um, you know, there were some mistakes made and, uh, yeah, the good news is, is it's, it's stuff we can fix. Three tackles on the day for you. You got a quarterback hurry as well. Uh, seven quarterback hurries as a team. 
no sacks. There were there was a interception, which is always a positive thing. On the sacks front, is is only having one sack, and that was yours on that opening defensive series against Sam Houston. Are we just blowing that up in the media, making too much of it? Is it cause for concern, or what's your kind of read on that? The lack of sacks through two weeks. Yeah, um, I, cause for concern. Um, I think as as a unit, no. Um, cause for concern in the DN's room, absolutely. Um, that you know, that's one of our our primary jobs is affecting the quarterback. And uh, you know, I think I think we had twice as many hurries if I'm if, if I'm not wrong or at least pressures in week one versus week two um you know that's that's something that we're definitely aware of I I, I would say this game against SUU was an anomaly to our identity I think week one again is a lot more consistent with who we are as a defense and who we want to be and uh and again um we we want more sacks you know, even after week one, that was something that we talked about and saying, hey, you know, um, we need to get more pressure on. And, and unfortunately, we didn't make that happen uh, in week two. Um, but it's definitely something we're looking to make happen in, in week three, you know, improve pretty um, pretty impressively uh, from, you know, our, our showing this past week. This week, you guys are going to Arkansas. No stranger to you and the returning Letterman on the defense, guys that were part of that game last year. I don't want to dive into it too much, but just from your perspective, and we, we you could probably go to for your for those of you listening, you could probably go back to the podcast last year when we recap the Arkansas game. But your memories of last year's game against the Hogs, and maybe how has that changed the intensity of practice this week? Yeah, um, for those of us who played in that game last year, we uh, we felt like we let one you know slip there. Absolutely, um, you know it's kind of a tight game, and and we ended up we ended up giving up a lot of a lot of yards and a lot of points on defense, which is something you never want to do. Um, and so we, you know, it's definitely a game. You know, if we could, we you know get back, and so. Um, we're really we're really excited for the opportunity to uh, go and play Arkansas again, right? Especially you know uh, at their place and go experience a new venue, uh, but mo- most importantly, go compete and 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 win a football game. Arkansas got a new offensive coordinator. The narrative coming into the season was that they're going to slow down the pace a little bit. They're still going to have some shotgun, going a little more under center, some pistol still with KJ Jefferson at quarterback. From the two weeks of what you're seeing on film, does it seem like a completely different offense, or is it a lot of the same things you saw last year against Jefferson and these Hogs? Yeah, I would say there are definitely some aspects of it that have changed. Um, I think identity-wise as an offense, they're still going to want to run the ball, right? They're still going to want to, you know, pound pound the rock, you know, consistently. I think they're going to, you know, try to come out and, and establish the run. I also think that they're going to take some shots, right? They've, they've shown some good production um, throwing the ball, right? Uh, KJ has a really high completion percentage right now. And so uh, I think they're going to also try to throw the ball and, uh, and move the ball that way and, and, and make some explosive plays. So, um, 
last year to this year, I, I don't think their offense has changed too drastically. I think it's, again, identity-wise, it stayed pretty similar. Um, you know, maybe, of course, some, we'll see some different play calling and some and some different plays. But overall, I, I would say pretty similar. Similar to BYU, I think BYU's offense wants to be uh, a team that has a lot of success on the ground offensively. I know we don't talk about the offense too much because you're focused on defense, but Aaron Roderick announced today that L.J. Martin <laughs> is going to be the starting running back. Aiden's still going to play. Deion Smith's still going to play. They're going to still get theirs, but Aiden's going to be the first guy. I just wanted to get your thoughts because it's not often you see a true freshman week three getting a start uh, in, in a big stage. What's been your perspective of L.J. and trying to bring him down and, and how he's performed as, as a young freshman at 18 years old. Yeah, honestly, it's really interesting because we didn't, uh, I haven't got very many looks against LJ, honestly, you know, we, through fall camp, um, you know, he's still a little bit lower on the depth chart. So we didn't really didn't see too much from him, um, which is really interesting, but uh, you know, guys get their opportunity and, and make the most of it. And he has. And so I think, I think he's a really good running back. Clearly he's been uh, really productive uh, he, I think he's big, physical, you know, good balance. Um, and, you know, if if A-Rod, you know, says that they're starting him, there's a reason behind that, right? And so, um, yeah, that's, you know, honestly, that was news to me. I, I didn't know I didn't know that was happening. So, um, but, yeah, I, I think uh, I think he'll go out there and do great. A lot of similarities between these this BYU and Arkansas teams. I think both teams right now feel like maybe the strength is on the defensive side and they're trying to fix things offensively kind of feels like a, an intriguing spot for both teams. What are you expecting from the atmosphere, your first SEC road game, if that's even a thing or a, or an angle, uh, you're just, your feelings of, of going down to SEC country for the first time. Excited. You know, BYU's played all over. Um, yeah. BYU's played all over. I, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to go down there and, and yeah, you know, uh, I've heard there's, it's a great game day environment. You know, I expect it to be plenty hostile. Um, I also expect expect uh, plenty of Cougar Nation to show out as well. Um, you know, we travel great, and there's it's a big stadium, and so there's plenty of rooms for BYU, uh, plenty of room for BYU fans to get in and and be there. And so uh, excited for that aspect as well. But um, yeah, I think I think it's going to be a fun game. You know, uh, you know, I think Arkansas is a good team. Um, I think we're a good team, you know, both uh, both sitting at 2-0. and um, I think it's going to be a really fun game. I think it's fun, too, from the standpoint of it's your first road game of the season. Off memory, this is new for you guys, for you at least, where the first game in previous three seasons of your time at BYU, those were always on the road. So the first ga- road game always came right out of the chute uh, to open a season. This year you've had two home games before you go out on the road. What is a road game travel like? And and t- maybe take us behind the scenes. Is there a certain seat that each player says, I got to have that seat on the plane? Does Kalani sit in a certain seat? <laughs> Do you have a certain seat as a, as a captain? Lay out just kind of the maybe the nuances of, of travel uh, for you guys when you go out on the road. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, you know, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because, uh, yeah, it is. You know, I, I at least never thought about, you know, traveling per se, 
you know, in college or just like how exactly the logistics, how it would go down. Um, but when we, uh, when we travel, it depends of course, how, how many time zones we're going away. If we're going all the way back to the East coast, two time zones, we'll travel two days before, right? So games on a Saturday, we'll travel on a Thursday, one time zone away, um, or, you know, same time zone, we'll just travel, you know, the day before. Right. So, uh, so for Arkansas this week, right. We'll, uh, you know, we'll kind of have our meetings, figure some stuff out here and then, um, hop on a plane and, and head out Friday, uh, spend the night there, spend the night there Saturday. And then of course we'll play on Saturday. But, um, as for traveling, we, uh, we, we, um, are really lucky. We have a pretty good travel, travel gig, um, with Delta. And so, uh, we uh we'll get a we'll get a chartered plane right that we fly the team on uh we'll pull up normally it's at the provo airport um this week they're actually resurfacing the tarmac there so this is the first time that uh i've actually traveled out of salt lake um for any of our away games we always travel out of pro it's super convenient it's super nice so normally we hop on the you know we actually don't even get on the buses you just take your car to the airport park it walk walk out get on the plane and away we away we go it's pretty sweet you know we'll go through they have a security you know a security screening there as well real quick but it's nothing nothing like waiting in lines you know um flying commercials so it's uh it's pretty it's pretty cool um as for as for seating you know that's actually all, all predetermined um which is nice uh, of course you're kind of you're kind of starters or your bigger guys will be in first class right um, they don't want Keaton being cramped up on a flight. You know, he's got to he's got to perform well. So you know, they try to try to keep uh, those guys you know nice and comfy, and that way uh, you know they're they're performing at their best. And so um, that that is that is nice. Being a bigger guy, uh, you know, I've been lucky to sit in first class a couple times when we when we travel, which is which is which is nice. Um, it's about the only time I ever do uh, sit in first class. So. Um, yeah, it's it's cool and and honestly, you know, the staff on the plane always takes good care of us, um, and uh, and so you know we have our little snacks, our drinks. You know, it's a longer flight, a little you know meal, whatever. They'll have sandwiches for us that they hand out, and um, yeah, and so yeah, no one's no one's can't really be too picky, you know. Can't really <laughs> say hey, that's my seat. It's no. <laughs> Uh, it's predetermined so honestly if you probably said something like that you get booted to the back of the plane <laughs> and stuffed up against a window so <laughs> is kalani but, uh, but yeah so it's been uh it's been a cool experience traveling ghost is kalani in first class with the starters or is he a humble guy and just sitting in coach because he is a coach yeah yeah uh, yeah he, he is a coach sitting in sitting in coach really um yeah yeah so uh so you know all the coaches all the coaches uh sit back there as well um they you know try to you know maybe put them in an exit row or something like that give them a little, little more breathing room um you know depending on how we're flying them what we're flying maybe there's a seat in between you know so they're not uh they're not cramped up but um yeah it is it, you know it's funny you say that because you know some of our coaches are bigger guys you know, I don't, I don't know where Coach Puha's gonna fit in. They, they might throw him in, him in first class. He's a, he's a big guy. You know, him and, him and Coach Funk. You know, um, but no, I, you know, I think, I think uh, for the most part, yeah, coaches normally sit in the, maybe not the, not the economy, maybe the, uh, what's the comfort, comfort the, plus you know, the comfort seating in between. Yeah, there you go. The comfort plus. Yeah, there you go. I, I gotta ask you too. 
And look, I I don't mind a, a a fast food meal. For those who have seen me, I enjoy a fast food meal. But I bring this <laughs> up because I always see, you know, I think when you guys we say snacks and drinks on the plane, I'll see like the photos when you guys are boarding a plane, and I'll see like a Chick Fil A box, or I'll see or post game <laughs> some fast food meal. Do you just sometimes like say, "Ah, oh, screw it, I'm just gonna eat it"? But like, I imagine you're you're pretty you get you eat pretty clean. I would imagine you seem like you got a pretty strict regimen. I would assume with your with your diet and what you're eating. I don't know. It's just it seems always weird to me that top end athletes are just getting fast food like us schmucks over here. <laughs> um, no, yeah. So it's it is funny you bring that up. So. I would say pregame, you know, when we get on the plane, normally it's, again, it's pretty, it's pretty healthy stuff. Okay. Um, uh, you know, for, you know, teriyaki grill, or I'm trying to remember who makes our sandwich, um, sandwiches, but, uh, you know, there'll be a little cookie in there, you know, and, and this is, this is also some, um, we got a lot of big dudes that burn a lot of calories, you know? And so, um, you know, eight, 10,000 calories a day, that's that's a lot of food that's a lot of food and so um you know it kind of comes down to a point where you know uh you just got to get calories in you know you just got to get them in um i do i do try to you know eat uh eat pretty clean uh me and my wife both do that's something we, we eat pretty healthy and and so uh i try to refrain from the cookie in our little sandwiches box you know um but uh post game you know it's funny you bring that up Post game, it's just food. You don't, you don't care. You really don't, man. If it's if it's Chick Fil A, if it's pizza, if it's a greasy whatever, you're just you're just happy to eat food after a game, man. It's honestly four hours. You had like some apple sauces, some pickle juice, and some Powerade and a bunch of water, and that's about it. You know, maybe a PB and J or something. Um, you haven't had much, so post game you're just starving. So yeah, whatever you can get down is is really how it goes. So Cougar fans listening. If BYU gets a win this Saturday in Fayetteville, and that's the that's the goal that you guys are setting for, that post game meal is just going to be hitting nice, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, especially I'm hoping I'm hoping you know for maybe some barbecue or yeah. you know some something like that. You know, I uh, it, you know it depends game to game. Sometimes I've had some <laughs> some uh, some pretty questionable post game uh, post game food. Just like ah, I think I'll just wait for the snacks on the on the plane, you know, and uh, whatever else. But um, but no, yeah, most of the time you're just trying to get food in. So yeah, after that win, you know, Cougar Nation, you just go get a nice greasy burger, yeah. enjoy it with us. Just say I, you know, after watching that, it's a good excuse. It's a good achievement to say <laughs> after watching that game, man, I'm starving. I need to go get me some food. So I love it. What let, let, you know? Talking about this game, BYU and Arkansas kickoff at five thirty p.m. I'll get the extended pregame started at noon, so I will be just ravenous hunger when kickoff actually happens. <laughs> but um, what are you expecting from this game, Tyler? Like what? What? What do you think is going to be the the what's going to be needed for you guys to come away and and enjoy that post game meal afterwards? <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, everyone just has to go execute. You know, it, it really, it's it's really funny. People, you know, always ask, you know, what's what, what are the keys to a game? Um, if you can be more disciplined, and if you can go out execute the other team, you know, it, it really, 
that's really what it comes down to. Even if, you know, there's a lot of, there's, it's always funny because there's a lot of secrecy surrounding football, right. And plays and, you know, everyone's trying to, trying to gain an edge. Um, but if, if you really look at like the best teams, offensively, defensively, special teams, they go out and they execute over and over and over and over again at a really, really high level. Um, even if, you know, you look at the NFL, you know, and you got, you know, someone like Patrick Mahomes that seems to be always making plays, you know, with his legs and just his arm talent, etc. Well, he, he does it over and over and over again at a really high level. His receivers run routes and get open at a really high level. You know what I mean? And so that's that's really what it comes down to. And so I think I think for this week, um, as, as we go out there, that that is the key. The offense has to be able to go out and make blocks, um, make reads, catch balls, carry the, the, the ball well, protect the ball, right? Uh, defensively, we've got to be able to go out and and execute our plays, right? Make sure guys are on their on their responsibilities, on their man, in their coverage, you know, in their gap when it's needed. Um, it may sound a little bit too simple, but consistency at a really high level is the absolute hardest thing to obtain. And so, uh, and so that's you know that's what we're just going to strive to to do that. I like that because I think you're right that we, being we the media, sometimes fans, we over-analyze and make this thing a lot more difficult than it needs to be. And I think you're right, though, when you just break it down like that. just It's 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 a simple game. If you can execute at a high level, you guys are going to be in a spot to win. I wanted to ask you, too, Tyler. Earlier this week, Arkansas coach Sam Pittman, uh, he was addressing the media at, at, down in Fayetteville and was noting some of the players that catch his attention. And he was about to say you. He said that defensive end number 90, and then for some reason he got distracted and then said Max Tooley, Jacob Robinson, whatnot. Do you ever kind of tune in to what the, you know, the opposing players or opposing coaches are saying? And, and if they're, like, mentioning you, like, does it make it go, okay, like, are they going to be zeroing on me, double-teaming me? Does it make you kind of overthink and go, you know, like, are, what, are they going to be scheming for me extra hard because they mentioned me as a standout? Um. As for listening in on that stuff, unless it pertains to personnel, you know who's going to be on the field for them. I don't. I don't pay much attention. Yeah. Um, honestly, most most of the noise, most of the buzz, I try. Uh, I try to tune out. Honestly, um, uh, you know, and I, uh, you know, I, I would say most of the time I just anticipate it. Yeah. Um, I just. I just anticipated, you know, especially going into year four. Um, they've got a lot of tape on me. Uh, I've played quite a few games. And so um, I, I just, yeah, I just kind of, I just kind of expect it, you know. Uh, and so uh, just, just kind of be ready for, for whatever, whatever happens out there. And, and uh, yeah, still just try to go do my, like, like we just talked about, right. Just try to go do my job at a high level and, and, you know, hopefully make some plays. So um, it's, it, you know, it has been, it has been cool, um, uh, you know, talking just with coaches in the in the past two games. Um, they have mentioned that, just like, hey, you know, good job, good game, whatever. You know, we we we're scouting you all week, so um, that is, you know, that is, uh, you know, something to be something to be said. And that also, you know, kind of makes me anticipate it going into games. 
um, down the road is uh, just yeah, having coaches say that, right? It's just like, all right, yeah, they they are they are aware, right? They're 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 trying to prepare just as hard for uh, this game as we are, right? They're trying to scout our personnel and know, you know, who's gonna who's gonna disrupt and make plays and and, uh, and so yeah, just uh, just yeah, just kind of anticipating. Well. We're going to find out uh, where the disruption lies coming up Saturday night in Fayetteville. Kickoff again, 5.30 on KSL News Radio, ESPN2, the TV broadcast. I expect a lot of Cougar fans at this game. Hopefully Arkansas fans are as uh, hospitable or, or, or you know, a great host like BYU was. The stories of ice cream being given out to Arkansas fans, they loved it. I mean, <laughs> to me, I was like... Folks, that's that's old song and dance. I'm used to hearing visiting fans getting the the ice cream bit, but you know, to other places, you don't get that sort of uh, hosting from from teams like BYU. So, uh, should be a good good game, exciting game, and looking forward to seeing it, Tyler. And we will talk again next week. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Mitch.